everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education and so much more with our very informed guests, so thank you for joining us. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about something a little different. I know that people have seen, you know, white bicycles placed out um, all over the place if there's a fatality with a with a bicyclist. And a few years ago, um, you would have seen in the Edmonton area, white motorcycles pop up in areas where there have been fatalities. So on this show, we have the founder of Ripham, who also started the Ghost Bike Project, Corey Bacon, with us. So thank you for joining us, Corey. Hello, nice to be here. <laughs> so you actually started, when you started Ripham, tell us what it is, like it's Ride in Paradise Memorial Edmonton, and the acronym is Ripham. Tell us a bit about why it was important for you to start this project, because it started before the ghost bikes came into play, right? Uh, yes, I actually didn't start it myself. Uh, it was a, a man named Paul that started it. And uh, I was just kind of worked very closely with Paul. And he doesn't have the time right now, so I've basically been given the reins to, to do the organizing for the group. Um, as far as how it started, um, over the years, uh, I've had so many friends and different people die in the community that I knew. And someone would get like a huge send off in this great big group ride. And then someone who wasn't well known, like almost got nothing. And we kind of decided that it was uh, every single rider deserved uh, the same amount of attention when they passed away. So that's how Ripham started to make sure that everyone that passed away had some type of a memorial. And not to like say this in any negative way in any any way shape or form but you you and your group are more known to be sport bike riders and the misconception i know from some people not myself because i've always known that if you're going to do something you're going to do it right for everyone it's it was the big send-offs were typically sport bike riders because um, your group is really tight and you made sure that the little, like the, the older lady that passed away at the toy run that one year, or, you know, somebody out on the Henday on a cruiser or whatever, they got that same attention from your group that the sport bike riders would, correct? Yeah, correct. Um, this year in the, on the motorcycle in the Edmonton area and sadly pass away, then you get the exact same attention. It doesn't matter what style of bike you're on. So when, when we do have one of those unfortunate incidents, and I know that uh, there's a group of us who admin Facebook groups in the Edmonton area, and we all communicate with each other, we're, we're very strict on making sure names don't get out or any personal information until we know the family has been notified because nobody wants to hear about your loved one through Facebook. How do you manage that, Corey? Because that's, that's got to be hard. Uh, it is hard. Uh, when someone passes away, it seems like everybody wants to know all the information immediately. And the biggest thing with the group is to, it's a memorial. So uh, we can we conduct it like a funeral, and it's all done by family's wishes. So we can't give out any information as far as uh, unless we know what the family wants. And it's it's basically a motorcycle funeral 
that uh, is with permission of family and what their wishes are. Um, we do rely heavily on the bike community for figuring out who some who some of the people are that have passed away, and then uh, those people have also been very good at uh, keeping names out of the media and, and until the family has dealt with the loss. And and I think that's the best way to go at it because privacy and and uh, empathy for that situation is is super important for all of us in the community. Consent from the family is always important. On the day when you do these rides, you all meet at City Hall, correct? Yes. Usually. Yes, we usually meet at City Hall. And then you plan a route to the the place where that collision had happened that took that life. That's right. And then uh, a lot of planning goes into the, the entire route. Like there's so much safety to take into account uh, how many blockers we need. It's there's a lot of work that goes into that. And then everybody who is part of that group that's organizing it, they've got the reflective vests and, and I believe you have funeral on them. So people who are in normal traffic understand what's going on. Yeah, that's right. We make sure that everyone that has a, that it acts as a traffic blocker or some type of safety with a vest on will have a funeral sign on the back. And it, the drivers in cars and stuff, once they real, they see that sign for funeral, they, they give a lot more respect than just a bunch of bikers blocking the road. Yeah, of course. I mean, anybody who sees the word funeral they're if they don't kind of react to that in an empathetic way, they probably aren't a good person. <laughs> but yeah. When did the ghost bikes come into play? Has that been like two or three years now or has it been longer? Oh, um, I think it's been three years. I think we're going on season four with it. And so and tell us a bit about how that came about and how you guys run those. Well, they don't run, um, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just kind of brainstorming on uh, things to do with the group. And uh, the, mo- the bicycle community has been putting out ghost bikes for decades. And so I just kind of brainstormed in my head. It's like, well, why can't we do that with motorcycles? So then I was just, well, how can we make it so that we could and where can we get the bikes? And uh, Market Cycle Cycles has been donating all the bikes. Probably 90% of all the bikes across Alberta have come from him. And uh, we remove the motors. We remove the all fluids so nothing can contaminate. And then it was just a matter of uh, where to place them. So it's basically just the frame, the tins, the tires. Right. Yeah. So it's like light, which is why every once in a while we get a notification on all the different groups we have that a ghost bike may have fallen over because high winds that we weren't expecting. I mean, you guys do a really good job of making sure they're level and, you know, there's little to no chance of it falling over, but 100 kilometer plus winds, there's not much you can do. Yeah. So what do you... um, We do keep things pretty level, but uh, we've also been in touch with the province and there's rules we have to follow with the bikes. Uh, they have to be a certain distance off of the roadway. Um, so that if a car does leave the road, it's not going to become a, an object for them to hit. Uh, we're not allowed to do some things like uh, super high reflective to make it look like a sign or something like that. 
Well, and that was going to be what I was going to ask you. You know, we had that unfortunate incident on the Yellowhead um, near where the Harley Davidson shop is last year. And, you know, it's kind of like, where do you put the ghost bike in that scenario? Uh, yeah, mostly what happens is uh, when if it's a very congested area, we have to rely on business owners in the area to allow us to place the, the ghost bike either out front of their business and they're sometimes right on their business property. And they've all been amazing. That's good. And it's, aside from one or two, but. Well, I mean, one or two, sometimes they don't see the bigger picture, but it's really nice to hear that the majority of businesses that may need to give a little space do so for, you know, the right reason. Yeah. Yeah, the one, the business on Yellowhead, uh, they actually sent out one of their employees to help to go and mow the grass and make sure everything would be prepared for us to bring the bike over. Oh, that's, that is really special. And I know you've had them out, like even as far as out on the hen day, have you gone past that? Um, I think our furthest one out uh, was the hen day and Yellowhead on the east side. Yeah. um, Over by the refineries. Was that the one with the couple? Uh, nope. This was a, a young man that uh, not wasn't very well known. Mm-hmm. He had just moved in from Ontario. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Do you generally have a pretty good turnout for these memorial rides? Um, yeah. Usually the memorial rides generally are in the range between 75 to 100 bikes and usually a few cars. That's that's awesome. And the family is typically always there? Um, if they can always. be? We, yeah, we do uh, give them the option to be there, of course. Uh, we ask them if there's anything they would like to see during the memorial rides, even if they don't attend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give them the option to, if they have their own motorcycle, to lead the ride. Or if they don't, to actually be on the back of the lead motorcycle. Oh, that's excellent. So they can really be a part of that moment if they really wanted to be. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. I know that Calgary started um, doing ghost bikes after Edmonton had started doing that. Are you encouraged that other cities are starting to pick up that trend of like the ghost motorcycle bikes? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, the more awareness we can bring, the better. Um, the I was trying to do Alberta wide before, but the logistics are crazy. And it's nice to see that other riders feel the same way that we do. And we'll just spontaneously help to take up the the cause on that. Yeah. Um, Since Calgary Red Deer has also taken part. And uh, I believe Lloyd Minster now we've sent a ghost bike out to them as well. Yeah. I know. I know Lloyd had one. I didn't realize Red Deer has now come on board. That's good that that's growing because if we can get, Every corner of the province, you're right, it does bring that next factor of safety awareness that all of us who are heavily involved in our community are trying to present. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to tell us about, like, the Ghost Bike Project or RIPM in general? Um, I'm not really sure how to describe some things. Uh, um, It's just mainly to raise awareness it also helps us to uh, encourage the the riders that uh, turn out, get in touch with other riders that uh, perhaps need experience. 
some of the media coverage has helped us done, to do that as well, to get the word out to basically help other fellow people in the motorcycle community. And I think over the past few years, the Edmonton motorcycle community has come together quite well compared to how it used to be. You talked a little bit, Corey, about those logistical issues. When are so, what are some of the challenges that you have faced logistics-wise regarding the Ghost Bike Project? Um, well, some of it is uh, a rider will pass away, and then within one or two days, somebody from, let's say, as an example, Medicine Hat will get in touch with me and be like, well, how do we get a ghost bike? And so then I have to try to arrange to get the bike and then also get it to Medicine Hat. Well, because <laughs> you got to prep it. You got to get all that stuff done with it and paint it. And so sometimes it can be quite a scramble to to get a bike to where it needs to be on time. How many people are working on this project with you? Well, there's seven uh, on the admin team. And then as far as blocker goes, I think there's probably up to 20 people on that. But otherwise, it's... Uh, it's quite heavily on uh, people who volunteer their time on. Uh, sometimes we have people that volunteer for every single one. Sometimes we have people that turn up for just the one. But yeah, it's, it's heavily focused on people in the community volunteering. Are you very well connected with everybody who started these in other cities? Like you're, you have the ability to connect, you know, if somebody from Calgary, let's say, is listening to this podcast and, and doesn't know who to contact in Calgary, I know you're on like the Ride in Paradise Memorial Edmonton Facebook group. It's quite active. You guys are all very responsive. If they reached out to one of you guys through there, could you connect them with the Calgary people or Red Deer or uh, wherever? Yeah. yeah, if they uh, contact us, then we can absolutely put them in, in touch with someone in Calgary that does the ghost bikes. And if somebody was looking to you know, get involved with helping you guys with that bike prep or even, you know, logistically is like maybe there's somebody who's in transport that's going to listen to this and be like, hey, if you need a bike to go down here, you know, let me know and we'll try and make that work. They can all reach out to you through your Facebook group, Ride in Paradise Memorial Edmonton, correct? That's correct. And that would be amazing if someone steps up for that. We are in desperate need of that. That would, yeah, the transport side of it probably would be the most helpful for you, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you very much for um, helping us out to explain ghost bikes and kind of helping people understand really where that comes from and the people behind it. Because, you know, it's a lot of work to do events of any kind, but you try and get these rides done within, like, they're always on a Sunday and they're usually within a week or two from, Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, from the incident. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot to put together in a short span of time. So congratulations to you guys for starting this project and making it something that celebrates a life and also continues to bring out some safety and awareness. I'd also like to send out a huge thank you to the Edmonton Police for allowing us to do what we've been doing. Um, they've been there watching the whole time. And for the most part, they have been very supportive, uh, allowing us to do what normally is not allowed. Um, and also to the first responders that show up uh, for when someone crashes and we show up to that scene on how they deal with us and how we get information. Well, thank you very much. Um, we definitely do our best and we are very happy to receive any praise. 
To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a guest you think would be great on the show, let us know. How? Well, you can follow us on all of the socials or reach out to us through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. And we'll see you out on the road 